What's up, guys? It's Seamus. Uh, before we get into the regular episode, I just wanted to thank Curtis Cooper for letting us use his music off of his new album, Laughing in Line. It's really great. I listened to the whole thing today, and I loved it, man. It's a great album. So if you like the music you heard on today's show, go to curtiscooper.bandcamp.com and check it out. Throw him a couple dollars. It's totally worth it. Best, best in the world. Feels good, feels right. Right reason to get into our fight. The time, the cold sweat. Feel the tail creeping up to the old air. Illusions and We're all lubed up and we're ready to go. Big bro Seamus, what do you know? I know that it's time for conversations. Time, time, time for conversations. That's conversations for our motherfucking grandkids. Ding! We're starting a new album. It's going to have all of the greatest hits from our show. It's going to have uh, Gooks Hate Spicks, definitely the <laughs> number classic. one top hit. They were playing that on Q102 earlier today. I was cr- I was like, holy shit, we've gone mainstream. We, we done it. We done did it. Just Gooks Hates Bix. When you're running out of time, just Gooks Hates Bix. It's a new Justin Bix. Bieber thing. He's cover- He loves the show. <laughs> so shout out to Justin Bieber. Shout out to Beams, who made me a hey believer. Man. No, can I, wait, can I say this for a second? When Justin Bieber first came out, I was like, oh, fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. This shit is horrible. But now... I have to say, man, I'm a believer. Oh shit! No, I'm welcome just, I'm to conversations for our grandkids. We're believing. We're believing. Do you believe in ourselves and in Justin Bieber? Because that album, I mean, I didn't listen to the whole. Maybe I did actually listen to the whole thing on the drive from uh, Florida to Philly, and it wasn't terrible. It was. It was it's nice. Not that bad. It was. You not know, that I bad. I found <laughs> myself yesterday listening on Spotify to some Justin Biebs, and mm-hmm. I was like. God, I now I'm now I'm super worried because they have that thing at the end of the year like Spotify's year in music thing. And yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit! Now I gotta really be cautious about what I'm listening to. Seamus's number one uh, music choice is Justin Bieber. Uh, oh, fuck. Number you know two. What? I'm gonna own it. Selena no, Gomez. no, no, no. If you go on the charts, he's got the top three songs right now. Does they he all really? Sound, they all sound slightly different. So what's up? Yeah, they all okay. sound like different versions of the same song. Like yeah. in a, in like a seventies or sixties rock song, like Led Zeppelin style, that would all be the same song. They would just transition from one to the other. You know what I mean? Like that would all just yeah. be the same song. <laughs> yeah. Well, in case uh, in case you guys are wondering, in case we have any new listeners, uh, my name is Seamus, and I'm joined by my best friend. Look at this oh, guy. What a what a sweet hat. He's got he's got a great shirt on right now. His name is Adam George. What's up, y'all? I do have a great shirt on. It's from Frank and Oak. I like their shit. Shout out. We're not even sponsored by them, but I'm just going to let you know that Frank and Oak is where it's at for men's uh, men's clothing. Jasmine got nah, this Yeah, but you, you know, you got to you got to 
you got to build bridges, you know? Like, what's what's unfamiliar yeah, we'll will be familiar, first, you know? Yeah. In time. We'll shout Just them give out it some first. Time. Then they'll yeah. be sponsoring the show. So, Frank and Oak, get at me. Frank and Oak, get up in this. Uh, get up in, do you believe in us, do you believe Frank in and Oak? Oak? Yo, also, Listen. Justin Bieber, you could also sponsor our podcast, so that'd be cool, too, because we appreciate yeah, your sure. music. And in a real way, because let's be honest, man, your other shit was for kids. It's cool. Like, I recognized at the time, like, oh, this is just not for my age group. Fuck this. It's like Star Wars. It's like Star Wars, sort of. I can recognize why people like this, but it's not necessarily made for me anymore. Yeah. I would flipped around with Biebs, though. Yeah. His music's for me now. It's speaking to my soul. I'm gonna still say uh, that he's he's missing a he's missing some some shit for it to be uh, made for me, but it's not. What do you mean? What do you what mean? What do you mean? <laughs> when you nod your head, yes, and you wanna say no. What do you mean? I was like, all right, look, Biebs, next album, the next thing to work on, because now you have a cool sound that's not like, you know, it's like an adult sound that's cool. You, you know, you're cool now. Let's work on the lyrics, dog. Let's try and yeah. get deeper than, what do you mean? So you nod yep. your head, yes, but you wanna say no. What do you mean? Isn't it funny how there are those celebrities that pop up and like everyone hates them and then in like, you know, five years you won't even well, you'll probably remember Justin Bieber in five years, but I I, I was reminded that Kevin Federline was a thing for a while. Do you remember who was that guy? Thing? Who? Kevin Federline. Oh yeah, yeah. He had his own. Everybody shoe, hated that he? guy. He's nobody now. Yeah. Who the you're fuck right. is that guy? Yeah. That's a good point. He, you he remember beat the, John Cena on Raw. You remember the uh Just, the, what? <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Federline pinned John Cena. That happened. Oh, Jesus, man. Wow. I was so mad about that at the time. Wow. Do you remember the band uh, Hoobastank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. they fucking lived and died quickly. What are some of their hits? Oh, fuck. I forget, man. I forget. Let me look it up right now. I'll look it up. Yeah, I remember that. I know, I... I know the name, and I've heard it. And I'm sure that it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to hear the song, or I'm going to hear the lyrics to the song, and be like, oh, yeah, that fucking stupid thing. yeah. I saw a uh, interview with, I think it was the lead singer who said it. He was like, "Yeah, we like, we like really regretted naming ourselves Hoobastank. You know, <laughs> like it was just kind of like, a, "Oh, we just call ourselves Hoobastank. And then they got really popular, and they're like, "Oh, fuck! Like now we have to be known as Hoobastank for the rest of our lives." <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. Oh, man, I, let me see. Hoobastank that is a pretty. Hit. I mean, that's kind of a yeah. It does. That's a really shitty name. Ah, uh, fuck. Hoobastank, rest I don't in peace, even man. Recognize these we names, miss you. Man. I think. I think we might miss. I'm not sure. I, I remember them being you? on the radio. I'm not sure. I don't think we miss them, dude. I don't All right, really fuck Hoobastank, dude. Fuck maybe them. maybe I'll use a Hoobastank as an opener or a closer. But I mean, allegedly, because you know, no copyright, no copyright infringies <laughs> over here. You know, no copyright. <laughs> we can't talk shit about them and use their song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll definitely Hoobastank. They definitely have enough time on their hands now that they'll be like, take this yes, podcast now. Exactly. Down. exactly. <laughs> they uh, couldn't even name one of our hits. <laughs> they should do our intro. Hey, Hoobastank, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Or even better, Houston. Justin Bieber. Fuck Hoobastank. Justin Bieber, if you want to do the intro to our podcast, maybe that a would sweet be great. collab, man. Bring him back. I'm just going to call Biebs, man. You know, he gave me, he gave me his number. Uh, I ran into him on the street one time when I was in LA. This was like five or six years ago before it was like really big. He's yeah. like, hey, man, I'm Justin Bieber. It was cool to meet you. Like, here's my number. Like, hit me up. And I was like, all right, cool, man. So yeah, because Adam's think... just so used to getting numbers from like twelve year olds. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> like the dude was not—he was like a kid back then, wasn't he? 
I mean, he he looked he did no. I, I have no excuse. He looked like a little girl when he was a little boy. So no, he did, he didn't look like a man. He was. You got bamboozled, then. is what you're saying. You Listen, thought, man. You thought you thought you were getting butter, and then you just got all this margarine. No, that, then, like, the then Usher ran out and uh, ushered him into a limo. I thought that relationship mm. was weird, by the way. Just it, it was really speaking weird. Speaking of, it was super, super close and like super weird. I understand you're his mentor or whatever, but like I don't know, man. Like he's like a 16 year old boy. Like I feel like he's pedophilia probably... runs rampant in Hollywood, man. That's I mean I'm not I, saying I'm not even, I'm I not don't saying. even want to suggest that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think it was Confessions Part Three. Conf- <laughs> it's coming out soon. Dude, do you remember when that shit was on the radio? Yeah, I I could not stop listening to Usher. I couldn't get away from Usher when that shit was on the radio. I was like, God damn! Like <laughs> nobody can get away from Usher, man. Nobody. It's, it's part three of his confessions, dude. Nobody can get away. You can't get away. Ugh. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I could say, my chick on the side said she got one on the way. These are my confessions. Man, 2016. We're singing in the new year, man. We're doing fucking. We're just talking music. Just and it up. Mostly Usher and Justin Bieber. Just the classics, man. The classics. The classics. Oh my god, Dude, man. I remember. Wasn't there a song uh, that Justin Bieber, not Justin Bieber, that Usher did? That was like uh, something about like if I could have only like if I needed one thing in the world to be a girl or some shit like that. I mean, it sounds like something. It sounds like something every pop singer you know has where they're like, oh, you know, I just love girls, you know, like. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And I remember there was this kid, I was in fifth grade once, and this kid asked me, like, uh, he was like, you know, Seamus, if you were the last man on earth, like, or what would you what would you want the most or whatever? And I was thinking, like, from my, uh, my perspective, I was just like, well, I'd want to repopulate the world. So I was like, a girl. And he was like, right on. <laughs> I was like, that's not, that's not why I said that, though. Like, I didn't say it to be like, I love tits and I'm in fifth. No, you, you know, like, you, were, you were totally in it for like, all right, so to rebuild the population, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do it the, the old nasty way. All right, let's yeah. get a female in here. Let's get a female in here. <laughs> Got to get up in that sticky wicket. You know this what I'm saying? Like, this kid's like, yeah, nice, bro. Get all in. Yeah. It. Like, okay, all right, yeah. dude. Like, I'm thinking strategy here. I, you want to know another like really uncomfortable uh, interaction I had with this kid? He was really <laughs> nice. He was like this very intimidating, large, like he was a very husky kid, you know. And uh-huh. he he kind of he kind of uh, didn't take shit from anybody. And he wasn't like a, he wasn't necessarily a bully, but he ran with the bully crowd. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, he was like yeah. one of those kids that was like cool to everybody, but he would hang out with the kids that would like that nobody were else just was fucking cool insane. With. Yeah, yeah. And one time this kid uh, carved his name on a desk and was like, so-and-so. Like, I forget his name, but it was like, I think his name was like Daryl or something. He was like, Daryl, Daryl Charles. or something. I don't know if that's someone's really na- actual name. It might, that sounds familiar. Uh, but he, <laughs> but he, like, he like wrote his name on the desk, and I like wrote on This is my like lame joke. It, it wasn't even funny. It's actually like very uncomfortable now that I think about it. I don't want to share this. But I just wrote under, underneath, Who's that? <laughs> but it gets worse. It gets worse because I went up to him later in the day and I was like, hey, man, I saw that you carved your name into the desk and that somebody wrote who's that under it. Oh, my like, God, dude. He was like, he was like, yeah, who the fuck did that? And I was like, me. <laughs> nice. Why he was would you like, do why? That? He was like, why? And I was like, oh, you know, like as a joke, man. He was just like, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> what a hilarious joke. Hey, you know, they can't all be winners, man. In comedy, you got to experiment. You got to put yourself out there, try oh, new man. things. 
You were like an an arsonist that has to return back to the scene of the crime, <laughs> man. Yeah, I don't. I did a lot of bizarre shit like that as a kid. That like I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck was I even thinking? Like I, my brain was clearly not developed. Yet. Yeah, like, not, it just not was fully not there. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> There's some shit that I did, man. I, like when I was recounting the story, and when, when I threw that kid through the into the stools, I bowling balled yeah. him. Yeah, I was like, God damn, man! I actually did that as a kid. I totally forgot about that, but I really like. I meant to harm that kid and took him. I knew I was bigger, took him by his shoulders and just ah, like, fuck you. He was annoying as shit. You know, I, I just want to put that out there for my own sake, my, you know, to protect my own ego. He was annoying as fuck. He was cl- like the classic. Everybody in the class hated him, but he was like part of my part of the my, the inner circle of my friends. And it was me and my friend Eric. Shout out to Eric. We were like the cool kids in our class. And then it was the the twins. Oh my god, dude! One of them was so fucking annoying. And I, that's the other one that I he punched me in the nose. We I, we had several altercations, but those were the worst. Anyway, what I was saying, or what I meant to say, was I I get that feeling of like, man, I can tell that my brain wasn't all there yet, or like my my I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing yet because I wouldn't have done that. I would never have done that as a as an adult, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, so in, in fifth grade, I was in a fifth and sixth grade split. So I was in a room with sixth graders basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were a group of them that I thought were really cool. And if I saw them now, they're probably not very cool at all <sighs> because they were like drawing pictures of Sonic fucking other Sonics and shit. Oh and, God. Know, yeah. Being man. like, we're, we're the wolf children. And I was Can like, you imagine oh, these guys like, are awesome. The amount of shit that, that as a kid you thought was really cool, but it was only because somebody had introduced it to you. And it isn't really that great. It was just the fact that it was new that you were like, oh, this is the shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody had an anime phase where once somebody introduced them to anime and they were like, oh, fuck, like this shit's awesome. The drawing is cool. They're doing flips and shit. There's magic. They're like, I'm going to I'm going to read this. And, you know, you drop it, uh, you know, at different intervals, depending on your interest in it. You know, some people go way too deep into that shit. But uh, yeah. No, go ahead. I think for I think for the most part, the only anime that I can fuck with now is like Miyazaki stuff. I guess that's anime, right? Like the the Howl's Moving Castle yeah, and yeah. Spirited really Away cool. and all that stuff. I like those movies. And also uh, like Ghost in the Shell. That's a good one. I mean, there is good. I've, anime. I've never seen that. But anime yeah. is cool, but there are people who are like anime people. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. about that life. I'm not yeah, about yeah. that life. No, and, and I think that there's a lot of like shitty anime out there too, for the most part. From all the stuff that I've seen, a lot of it, I'm just like, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh, I have yeah. no interest in any of this. This is terrible. Yeah, a lot of it uses like the, one of the things about anime is like everything's drawn or essentially or like animated in some kind of way, obviously. But um, so that gives you a lot of freedom as opposed to like a real life thing. It's hard to pull off like magic and fucking like you know dragons and weird creatures in a real life movie, but you can do it fairly seamlessly in a in an anime and i feel like some people use that as an excuse that they just like oh like look at this fanciful creature that i drew and like that's the only thing that the story has going for it and that's the anime that i'd stay away from you know what i mean it just seems like some of it is really um i don't know superfluous like it's just excess shit for no reason and I never liked, like, Dragon Ball Z and stuff, but, like, the kids in my school fucking love Dragon Ball Z. And I tried mm-hmm. to watch it to be like, what am I missing here? Yeah, that Nothing. was another I'm one. I'm not missing anything. Dragon Ball Z sucks. Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. fucking sucks. I don't feel comfortable saying that just because I was watching it as a kid, but I didn't like it as a kid. And odds are, if I didn't like it as a kid, it's not that I didn't, I disliked it. I just didn't like it. I was like, eh, whatever. 
you know, if it was on TV, I'd watch it, but I, I didn't go seek Dragon Ball Z out. And I, I didn't have that, like, oh, I want to keep track of the story. Like, who are the characters? You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Oh, the story sucks, dude. The story uh. sucks. The story is just they're fighting for, like, 13 episodes straight. Maybe somebody will die at some point, but then they always get brought back. It's, yeah. it's so dumb. It's like, all right, so nothing has any consequences here at all. And then they'll be like, oh, I've reached my final level. But then, like, three episodes later, they're at, like, another, they're like, oh, and I unlocked another I'm level. at the next level. It's like, oh. All right, like it's okay. written by preschoolers who are like, no, you didn't tag me. I got a force field. Like, I got a force Cop. field right here. Like Axe Cop. Did you ever watch Axe Cop? You must. Have yeah, but Axe Cop is better because Axe Cop is at least imaginative. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z yeah, is just like, yeah. it's super what creative. if these dudes were fighting? And then what happens? Well, then they fight some more. <laughs> like, and cool then they story, keep dude. on fighting. Great story. Yeah, it's a great story. You know what I realized yeah. though? Uh, today actually, I posted about it on Facebook, but I realized that. I was scrolling through my Facebook for like, it seemed like an hour. And I was like, I can't, I, none of this shit is interesting. There's so much social justice warrior bullshit. And some like people just trying to uh, like pay attention to this. Like this needs your attention. You fucking like, what about this girl? And this girl's wronged and that dude's wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, like the fact that you, that all of these people are posting all of this shit constantly it shows me like, I don't really have much in common with all of you people. Cause like I, I don't talk about this shit this much. You know what I mean? This is like a little extreme. And what I think what happened was is that I had a Facebook. I've had a Facebook for like eight years now, I want to say, which is crazy in itself. But at the beginning, I was still in school. And you just you would just rack up friends when you're in school because you have to communicate with so many people. Um, and after school... You like at least I did. I started working, and I didn't have. I wasn't in class all the time, like you know, making new friends. So I didn't make friends as fast. And that's that trend has continued even where I like. I'm not making friends at the rate that I used to, and I'm also not talking to people as many people as I used to. Right, so my circle's gotten really tight. So all that's left, <laughs> nice, uh, all that's really left <laughs> on my Facebook, right? So let's say if I have 500 friends, which is reasonable, I think I might have that much, maybe a little bit more. I'm going to say 400, 400 of them at least, right? 400 were people I met before my junior year of college, right? But the majority of them. And I'm such a different person than I was then and I'm sure that they're equally as different. Maybe not, you know, whatever, whatever that means. But they're different than they were then. And I'm realizing how little in common I have with these people that I used to, like, be like, oh, I, I'm friends with this person. You know what I mean? And now I'm reading their shit. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, I would never be your friend today. Like, that sounds yeah. harsh. Yeah. I, don't, I mean that in the, in the best possible way. Like, I, some people you're just not going to be friends with. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't want to seek out their company. It's not. I'm not. I'm not saying like these people are evil or like disgusting or something. It's just like, I I wouldn't invite you over to hang out just to hang out for a couple hours because I'd be afraid you say some shit like this to me. <laughs> well, I. You know what? And yes, I agree. I totally agree. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if that. And and this is me. <clears throat> I feel like. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm like, oh, well, I'm constantly growing and no, and people, you know, people in from high school, they just stay from high you know, they just still dummy. They still, they still dumb. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound like that. But I think that, I mean, there is a truth to that to some, to some extent where we got a lot of people out there who sort of, um, 
plateaued. Just kind of go for comfort, man. And 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 I can't say that I'm outside of that spectrum. I think in a lot of cases, I mean, we talked about this on one of the episodes recently. Uh, the friends that I keep around sort of force me outside of my comfort zone a lot of the times, which is probably it's it's almost it's a blessing in a lot of ways. Where like I could I could just be the guy who still really gave a shit about video games. Who mm-hmm. was that was like me like three years ago. And honestly, dude, I don't give a fuck about most video games these days. Like right. I just can't bring myself like there are so many games that came out this year that everyone in like the gaming community is like mm-hmm. Oh my god, you have to play this fucking game. And yeah. I'm like, do I do I have to play this? Because nothing <laughs> exciting is happening in this game. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing sparks my like it, it, my imagination anymore with that kind of shit. Because it's mm-hmm. all very much the same shit. Especially when um, you start to learn how like the different like it's like what's what's that shit called? An engine, right? You re- you start to be able to recognize like, oh, they're running this engine or that engine. And you're like, oh, so it's gonna be this type of game. You know, you start to be able to break it down like that. And then it's like, oh, well, it's gonna be this type of game. There's this gonna be this limitation. So it's gonna look like this, and the game style is gonna be like that. And then you play it, and you're like, yep, 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 just how I thought it was gonna be. And the story wasn't that great, and the graphics weren't that great. So like, that was a complete waste of time. You know, that's how I feel with yeah. a lot of shit. And this, yeah. and yeah, and and like the story is really like I used to be all about that. Like, oh, the story and games. Yeah, me too. Final Fantasy was my fucking jam, dude, because it was just one long story that you were a part of. I used to think those stories were awesome. They're not. They suck. Yeah. Go back and play Final Fantasy. I'm afraid, those, man. The, it's, it, all it is is it's just the anime storyline of like, oh, love and the power of friendship brought us <laughs> together to defeat this fucking great evil. And it's like, all right, well, like, what am I getting out of this that I couldn't get out of, say, a book or a movie where it's they have they're just doing it better. They're doing it better. Now, I will say, because I wanted to bring this up with you, uh-huh. I think a big exception is the Fallout series. Because yeah. I'm playing Fallout 4 these days, uh-huh. and although the main storyline is pretty shitty, they build such an engrossing world that I've, I mean, dude, I've been playing this game for like, I put like 20-something hours into it already, and I'm, nice. I've am i only cracked the surface. Because this, this game, I'm like, I was playing it, and I was like, oh, wow, now I remember why I like video games. Because this is like, this is what I expect from a game. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this is what I want and expect from, from games, where it's it's not just... This cookie cutter bullshit. You're making decisions that I don't know. I I guess I, I it might be the scenario. I think the, they do a really good job of of writing believable characters that and they and they give you the amount of control that you almost feel like oh fuck like I got to make the right decision in this scenario. Mm, you know, yeah. not just like you don't care. Like in Grand Theft Auto, who yeah. gives a, you just go around and kill people and you know do right. whatever. In Fallout, I played Fallout Three. And I, yeah. that was one of my favorite games. And I had the same kind of experience where I started playing it. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is like a different kind of game almost. You know, this is like, this is like some dope shit, you know? Because, like, my one example that I remember Rich and I, my brother Rich, I played all video games with him. Um, we got into a sticky situation in a town because basically you could do almost, it seemed like whatever you want, you know? Like, for example, you could go talk to a, a merchant or you could just kill them and take their shit, you know? You you could do, and you had a different options if you talk to them, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Rich and I stole something from somebody, or maybe accidentally killed somebody. I think that's what it was, inside, of like, a town. You, you remember, I told you the story before, but... Because uh, the, then, it like, the lesson sunk in for us that, like, 
you have to be careful with your choices in this game because you could totally we couldn't get out of that town like people were killing us before we got out the gate so we were like you have to be careful well yeah because choices. if you kill somebody in the town the town they have like a i mean obviously if you play these games enough you start to see the holes in the the engine or not the engine maybe but the the structure of the games like they're not mm -hmm. perfect but they're doing more than pretty much any other game out there is doing where they they've sort of created this it, it's very uncanny valley like it's not where it needs to be yet but they've created this idea of almost a uh, uh a social society where where if you kill somebody in the town somebody's going to be like hey I know that guy like fuck you why are you killing that guy like let's get him and mm -hmm. everybody's going to want to kill you and you know it, it's but but the cool thing is too you can also get away with that kind of shit if nobody sees you, then you can get away with it. You know, you can just walk away, and maybe they might figure it out later, or maybe they don't. That, at least how that was that's how it was in the old game. Like you could yeah. kill someone, and if nobody was around, then you, the whole town wouldn't turn against you. Oh, in this game, I've had so I've been playing this game. So the basic story, I'll just let you know, is basically the same as Fallout Three. You go into the vault, and you're you're spoiler alert, guys, in case you're gonna play this game. But you're frozen. They're gonna cryogenically freeze you. Uh, because each vault in the game, there are these vaults that they have before the nuclear holocaust that they stick people in, and each vault is doing something different. It's not They're actually not there to save people. They're there to do tests on people. So some of them will have like, you know, oh, we're just going to clone this one guy, or another one will have like, we're going to put them in a virtual reality world. The, the one that you start off in Fallout 4, you are put to sleep, and you and you uh, somebody steals your son. So basically you get out of the vault and you go looking for your son, but you honestly don't even have to follow that story if you don't want to. And I don't know, man. There, 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 there's like so many things to do in that game. And you can... So basically, I've killed people in that game early on mm -hmm. because I wasn't sure like how am I... At first, I started playing the game sort of like a mercenary. Like I was just like, I'm just trying to get as much money as possible. Like I don't really give a fuck what happens I'm to I'm American, dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if somebody pays me, I'll go ice this fool, right? Yeah, so why not? Look, I, I was young. I made mistakes. Hey, okay, forget I, about it. Look, look, forget about it. Oh. But people will, people will come looking for it. Like I killed a guy early on, and his son, his father, showed up like later, way Damn, later in the that's game. Cool, just dude. He just, he just walked up to me in the town. and Was like, hey man, um, I'm looking for my son, and people have been telling me you fucking killed him. And I was like, ooh, yeah, I did. I killed that motherfucker. And he was like, what? Why? And I was like, ah, dude, like, my bad. Like, I was, I'm was, i a different person now. Like, you know, my bad. I'm so sorry. And he was like, all right. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's not really realistic. Uh, but, like, I, the thing is, I, I, I maxed out my charisma in that game so I can sweet talk my way through any situation uh, pretty much. What a bastard. Um, dude, I put it all the way up because, honestly, I'll just, people will be like, I'm going to send you out on this quest, and I'm going to give you a little bit of money. And I'm like, nah, I need more money. And they're like, oh, you drive a hard bargain. And then I'm like, no, no, I still need more money. <laughs> I still need more money. I just keep getting, like, I have so much money in that game. I have That's nothing funny, to buy. Dude. All it takes but, is charisma. But, yeah, but I, but I realize, like, I'm doing all the good things now because I sort of do feel bad for the characters. But on, on the other hand, which is kind of funny, I, uh, I think I'm just doing nice things for people so they'll, like, give me shit, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm, like, is my character a sociopath? Like, is he just, <laughs> he doesn't actually give a fuck. Is my character a sociopath? Is my character He's not a making sociopath? making any of these choices. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. It's my character. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's a fun game. It's a really fun game. I uh, highly recommend it. And yeah, uh, I might get it, man. The, 
I'm afraid I'm going to spend yeah, too much time I think time you would love it, it man. I think you would love it. And I the side quests, some of the side too, quests. Dude, I would get too too deep into that game. I really would. Like, for example, Jasmine and I, we, we play Battlefield every day. Uh, Star Wars Battlefield. It's just a fun-ass game to play. We we got, uh, or we do the, uh, like, survival mode, where basically you're surviving, like, 15 waves of, uh, like, enemies, stormtrooper motherfuckers. And that shit is, it's like a puzzle almost, because... You have to learn the level, and then it's like a you know like a strategy game that you have a shitload of enemies coming from this direction. How do you play the level to like you know? There's only two of you, and you have to defeat like twenty dudes. It's it's really fun, and we try to do it without like dying and shit because they have all these awards and whatever. But I like that game for it feels very much like in in the sen- in the way that Fallout is a good game because it mimics reality in a sense. I think Star Wars Battlefield is a good game because it doesn't mimic reality and it just focuses on being a fun game or like a, a good game you know yeah it has yeah. rules you know it has a, a, a way that you should do it you know it, it gives you different options you can customize and then it's like all right here you go and there's a lot of like artificial intelligence involved because the the different uh like levels of stormtroopers they behave differently you know what i mean they move differently they do different shit one of them runs right into the room and then we'll jump up, you know, while the other ones might stay back far away. So you have to, like, learn, mm. like, oh, it's this guy. Like, he's he's not going to, like, the snipers, they stay way, way, way far away if they can. And they'll come in, like, let's say the main army's coming from the right. The snipers will loop out over to the left, to your left, so that they're yeah. separate from the group. And they're behind you, essentially. So, I mean, there's, it's really dope, actually, because it's almost like chess, where each piece has different... Uh, abilities and you have to learn what to look out for you know and how to move and how to fucking conquer the the enemy and all that shit it's a fun game yeah i like that well i, I think if if you do get fall off or let me know man because there, yeah, there's definitely. some really there, there's some really cool um like i always think that those stories the side stories the stuff that you create for yourself is always way more interesting than the main story and i think yeah. that's my problem with most games is that they sort of take you down a linear path and like here's our shitty fucking story are you yeah. excited to play through it i'm like nah because because I've played through a bunch of shitty fucking stories before, and I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not getting anything out of this. But in Fallout, you're like, oh, I've had this, I've had this experience that not everybody who's played this game has had. Right. Like I've had some shit happen where it's just because there's so many moving pieces in that game, some shit just, some crazy shit just happened. Like you'll right. just see somebody get shot or something, or, oh, or shit. you'll. You'll like turn the corner and there'll be like ten super mutants, which are these big hulky guys, and they just start like sending their dogs after you, and you're like, "Oh fuck, dude! What? Like, I gotta get the <laughs> fuck out of here." Yeah, and they have they have like a really cool side story um, in this game where uh, there are synthetic people who uh, can like um, basically look for all intents and purposes like real people. And uh, but everybody hates them. Everybody's like super racist towards them almost because they have been taking real people and like killing them and replacing them with identical looking synths. Oh, so shit. people who like are like robot people just like, "Hey mom, what's up?" and like, like they have hmm. they have so much cool stuff in this game that you could just miss like you'll you'll open a you can read books in that game basically. That's cool. Like you could you can read a book, you you could you could hear somebody talk about how like Oh, my sister went missing and blah, blah, blah. And then you'll just stumble upon her dead body somewhere and you'll be like, oh, shit, here it is. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's really creepy. Like, okay, for example, I was in a ra- like these raiders who are the guys who go around and just steal shit from people. Uh-huh. I was like in one of their houses shooting them up 
And they were talking about how all these people were going missing from town. All these people were going missing. Like, where the fuck are they going? I kill all these raiders in the house, and I go into their basement, and there's just, like, a fuck ton of dead bodies, dude. Oh, a shit. Fuck. It was, dude, it was fucked up. I was like, oh, my God. This is fucking messed up, <laughs> That's man. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it is. It's a great game. I mean, that sounds it's- fucked up, but, I mean, if... if- <clears throat> That's pretty cool because, like, it, it sounds to me like you didn't really have to go to the basement, you know? No, you didn't. I, I could have totally missed that. That's crazy. And never man. seen that. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. what I like about that game. And I guess, like, it's. It's a lot to ask because I'm sure that those are probably hard to make, but that's the kind of game I want to play where I have some sort of personal choice involved, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think I would rather companies, like, save up their their money and invest in one good game every five years as opposed to giving me one shitty game every year. Exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, it's the same It's the same thing with movies and lots of other media where like people they're they're trying to play to almost the lowest common denominator where they're just trying to get everybody in the door so they're like here we'll make like this big flashy roller coaster and you'll just love it because you'll just love whatever we make for you, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's I'm just I'm kind of disengaged from that at this point in my life. Yeah, there has know. to be there has to be a little bit more than just the flash. Shiny objects yeah. are no longer, you know, that attractive anymore. It's like, yeah, I picked up a lot of shiny shit, you know, but most of the shit just ends up dragging me down in the end just sitting in my pocket you know well hey mention uh, on that note uh i do have a powerball ticket boom motherfucker Ooh. 700 million dollars wish me luck fingers crossed. wish me luck yeah you, you never make the shots you don't take the next right, episode so. it's like super super high quality like you, yeah. you've you've flown me in you know we have a video camera now a whole crew like shame oh, won the lottery if you listen to the podcast, I'll send you some solid gold headphones. Fuck it. I'll, st- I'll do it. Well, <laughs> if I win the lottery, that is. Not not now. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't hold me to that. No. Yeah. You want to have a silky, smooth listening experience? Just wait till I got that 700 million motherfucking dollars in my pocket. Don't just wait. I'll bu- At least I'll buy you some beats. No bit. <laughs> like, I'll buy you some dr- I'll buy you some, some I'll beats, spend $300 man. on you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what would you do with $700 million? Uh, I would buy a house. I'd probably buy a couple houses. I'd I'd probably buy a lot of houses actually. I'd buy a couple bunch of houses. I'd buy a car or probably you know six to ten cars, something like that. Um, and then I'd put probably around a hundred million in a bank account and disperse the rest. We'll say. Yeah, but how? Because I was thinking about that too. I was, I, you know, because when every every time you buy a lottery ticket, you got to go through the thing where you're like, well, what will I do if yeah, I win yeah. this money? Like, my life is about to change. Is yeah. it? No, you're not gonna fucking win. There's like a one in billion chance that you're gonna even get like a, a penny out of it. Yeah, yeah. It, I I think I saw a stat where uh, on average the average uh, lottery, like habitual lottery participant. They end up losing like fifty thousand dollars in their lifetime. Oh my god! Yeah. So the average person loses fifty thousand dollars in order to pay for that those couple people who are millionaires. <laughs> that's that's that seems like a lot, man. Like how many how are people like those sound those people sound like gambling Dude, addicts? Yeah, my uncle. Holy fuck, man! And these were just the instant scratch off tickets. He had b- bags and boxes full of winners, you know what I mean? Like, one times that he's won, he's, he, like, puts a rubber band around him, and the stack is, like, you know, 
this like it's like, like a six brick inches like a brick and you pull it out and there's another one under you pull it out and there's another one under you pull that bag out and there's another bag of, of these bricks under it there must have been a couple thousand of these and they're each i mean some of them are twenty dollars some of them are five dollars some of them are one dollar some of them are you know so i don't know man and that, then you have the the kind of lottery that you or lottery ticket you bought where you like you fill in the numbers and then you listen on the news or whatever and we didn't have those uh receipts or anything and i'm sure he played that so if you think like i don't know man you work for 40 years you work for 50 weeks uh per year that's 2000 weeks and let's say every week you buy two lottery tickets that's 4000 you know 4000 bucks mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying now. I guess you'd have to be buying a lot of fucking lottery tickets. To yeah, that's a lot. I mean, because like my, my my average is probably like oh fifty bucks. Like that's probably the most I've gambled. No, altogether I've probably gambled probably like uh, maybe two hundred bucks total in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, I don't gamble that often. I, this this everyone was talking about how it's seven hundred million dollars, and I thought like oh, I'll put a little bit of money into that because you know even if I lose, I mean. If I win, yeah, dude, imagine right, that. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's that, the psychosis that goes on yep. in everybody's mind. Yeah. I feel like uh I've as a as a rational thinking man, I've come down on the side of never playing the lottery just because it's not even worth it. But it's also at the human level, it's also fun to play the lottery. You get to go through that cycle of like, ooh, but what if I do win? How would I spend it? My life could change. Like da 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 da. And you get to like you know, you get to watch that that whole scene play out, and that's fun every once in a while. So when, like, for example, if it's like, oh, a billion dollars in the lottery, I'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Now's the time. Let's go through this. You know, let's buy a lottery ticket and go through the whole, like, oh, maybe yeah, my life will sure. change. A billion dollars, <laughs> for sure. If you're not putting money into that, oh, my God, a billion dollars? Yeah. That's what they make you feel like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, 700 dude, million I, is close. I'm trying to think what I would do with it. Honestly, I would try to get rid of all the homeless people in Philadelphia, one way or the other. One way or the other. Uh, I don't know. One I don't know. way or the other. <laughs> Shaman bought $20 million ovens for Philadelphia. Oh, Jesus. No, I was just going to say I bought like a bunch of fucking homeless slaves carrying me around and shit. I'm like, you guys work for me now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are totally employed. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I, I would. I don't know because I'm, I'm trying to think like, what would I do with that kind of money? And I would want to do something good for the community, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm afraid that I don't have the intelligence to do something that would actually help. You know what I mean? Because what, 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 yeah. what in order to I'll solve the homeless answer. issue, what do, do we need more shelters? What do we need? I need people to. I need, I'm going to be in meetings. That's a give tough, me some meetings. Yeah, that's a tough, tough, uh, a tough problem. The homeless problem. That's a real, real tough one that we don't have an answer to. So I wouldn't suggest, this is just me, I wouldn't suggest donating to that because there's no, we don't have an answer yet. And if you want your money to go to something, there are problems that we have an answer for that just are underfunded. And specifically, I'm thinking of sustainability, obviously, because I'm just that fucking hippie guy. But a lot of those initiatives, the only reason that they're not being funded is because the return on investment is too low for the amount of time that people have to like, you know, expend money. So for example, on a normal house, it costs like 22 grand or something like that to install, um, or maybe like 15 grand on like a row home in Philly to install solar panels. What family has 15 grand? But once they're installed, you have free electricity for, you know, 15 to 20 years, maybe even longer if you take good care of them. And the investment should pay off. 
in the long run, you know? What, and so you're saying way, just give everybody, give everybody solar panels? Like people on uh, the street? Not necessarily. No, 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 no. There, there are like programs that they're, they're, it's like, you know, it's like a chain already put in place where you put the money in and then bam, uh, they're, they've already got the solar panels ready. It'll, the ones that I'm thinking of, mostly I would want to uh, invest in um, clean, like, technology or clean energy technology but specifically to make it cheaper for people because that that's where money needs to go um and it's hard it's just hard to find money for that you know there's a lot of war going on and the you can't get the private sector to do it because the like i said the return on investment's not good enough you have to have somebody who actually cares about it which if you're just if you only care about making money you don't care about fucking sustainability you know which is fine you know you got to have your money people and everyone else but so that's what i would do i i i'd try to find like some program some sustainability company or something or like some array of them that are doing the right thing they just don't have enough behind them to make the impact that we actually need like so another one is there's uh, a bunch of um reforestation projects where they just go and plant like a bunch of fucking trees cuz that the trees are made made out of carbon like all life is so if you plant a million trees today in 40 years you know a 40 year old tree is pretty fucking big that's a lot of carbon that got sucked out of the air right so that's how we can one of the ways we can combat global warming is planting a bunch of shit so there's a lot of reforestation programs that i would uh give money to probably shit like that Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good idea, but then, but then, okay. So now you've spent like a hundred million dollars. Like, how much? Let's divvy it up. How much are you putting into that? Because I, 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 I'm, tr- I'm trying to think honestly. It's a big burden. I'm thinking in my mind. I'm just thinking like all oh, this money. Like you, you are sort of like immediately thrust into almost a leadership position in a certain sense because there. I think that there's a big responsibility to having that all, that kind of money. Honestly, I, I know that yeah. I know that it's like the American way to be like, oh well, I'm just gonna spend it on myself and fuck you. But like honestly, if if you have if you have six hundred or seven hundred million dollars and you're not doing something that it can drastically affect like the course of humanity, like you're not doing it the right way, or or, yeah. or not even drastically, but sort of, you know, you can make a dent at that point. Yeah, a sizable one. Yeah, so what I do hear I, that. What do I do, man? What do I do with my millions uh, of dollars? <laughs> I, well, I think my answer is you spend enough money to feel stable, you know, so that you don't have to worry about money for the rest of your life and your family's life, right? I got I got to cop a hundred million. I'm taking a hundred million I'm right 100 off million the top. Too. Just sorry, because listen, man, I might want to invest in some shit. Maybe buy a company, start a company here or there. That hundred million dollars is going to be mine to fucking fuck around with but and buy cars and houses and shit because let's say you buy 10 million dollar homes those are nice ass homes you know i would i would buy maybe not 10 maybe five in different spots around the world five one million dollar homes and i would buy maybe a million dollars worth of cars something like that so that's six million dollars or something you know something like that and the 90 whatever million would just be in a bank account uh or an investment fund making more money for itself as i you know dole it out as as i please but so that would be me and my family's money because i'm got to satisfy my ego (laughs) you know the whole power trip but then after that uh i would spend it on like you said shit that is effective you know that you could actually say i spent money on this and like look what happened due to it 
and this helped the problem because you know i'd like yeah. to be able to say all of that about where i would put my money and at this point like you said i i don't know enough about other other things you know uh, other like realms like industry and fucking video games uh uh, I don't know, fucking university scholarships, you know, whatever. I don't know th enough about that. What I do know is that there's a huge fucking problem with the environment. You know, you don't have to be a believer in global warming or whatever, but we're not doing shit sustainably, meaning the systems that we have in place, we can't do them forever because we're burning coal for electricity. We're burning oil for, you know, other en energy, most other gasoline for cars and shit like that. And we're going to run out of both of those eventually, you know, it may, might even be a thousand years from now. But if we're going to run out of it, like, why the fuck wouldn't we <laughs> fix that right now? If why we don't I just to? buy the environment, dude? <laughs> just, gonna buy, just get rid of it. Fuck yeah. it. Dude. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I, I guess those are some pretty good. E you've, put, you've put me at ease, I guess, at least. I know Now at least I have a plan, a Listen, game man, plan. And you I'll, all make me stick to it once I win this fucking lottery. I, I'll tell you, man, though, honestly... You have a billion dollars. You're not doing shit, to be honest. You're not doing shit for the world. You're not doing shit with a billion dollars. You, uh, there's you don't no, think, uh, me personally? I don't think anybody. You don't think, I, I I'm mean, doing shit. Right, look, could somebody do, change the entire world with a billion dollars? For sure. And I'm sure people have, and someone's going to fucking, someone's going to fucking leave a comment. Yeah, right. Uh, someone's going to leave some kind of comment. Yeah, like, some billionaire. Hey, <laughs> hey, Danielle, you leave comments. You're awesome. Shout out to Danielle. Leave me a comment. Uh, give me one example, if you can think of one, of someone who who spent a billion dollars and changed the world. Anyway, uh, the point I'm trying to make is the U.S. has like a two to three or a three trillion dollar a year economy, some crazy shit like that. Walmart is worth like six hundred billion dollars. The top three American companies alone are worth over a trillion dollars. It's those are. You can't really compete with those numbers, you know? I, I mean, Obama just signed a, a, an executive order to uh, so for some gun shit, you know, the gun control shit. And it, it costs like- Trying to put us in FEMA camps, dude. Trying to put us in FEMA camps. <laughs> oh, God, man. He's trying to take away our guns! <laughs> Get him! <'em. laughs> uh, but uh, that cost $500 million, and he did it like, you know- He's just the president. He has the power to do that. Like, I'm make, I'm going to, me, I, the one guy, the one president guy, without Congress, I'm going to make this shit happen. Here's a $500 million fucking thing. You know? It's insane. I think I'm, I'm getting that right. But when that kind of shit is going down, your $500 million donation to, like, whatever, even if you spread it out well... Chump change. People it's are still laughing. All the yes. I'm at the fucking millionaire parties and they're all laughing at me. Oh, look at this bitch. Look at this little <laughs> fucking asshole over here. Look at New this. money. They're fucking pointing their noses up at me and shit. This fucking. Oh, he's trying to save the environment. <laughs> how cute. This this millionaire at the billionaires club. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> I'm drinking solid gold drinks. How am I doing that? Because when I have this much money, I defy physics. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. I would like to do something good for the world, I guess. Yeah. But I would also be realistic about not... I, I would give it all away. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would. Oh, no. Do I don't, I, I'm, nice, I'm saying I'm taking $100 million right off the top. I'm like, yo, this is mine. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing with it, but I'm buying yeah. a lot of meth or something. It's, it's a weird thing about balance, man, because I feel like, uh, of course... 
there's a part of me that says like, well, you really should give it all away, you know, and really keep less. You don't need a hundred million dollars. Like that's way too much. You know, you don't need a hundred million dollars, but like a part of me wants to keep the whole thing too, you know? So where do I, how do I like put money in the right place so that everyone's satisfied in me, you know, all the, the, everything's satisfied, but I still, you know, or like, I guess that's really it. Like, how do I satisfy every, every part of me that's like, you should keep 700 million. You should only keep 100 million. You should keep 10,000. You should keep 500 million. You should keep, you know, like, I, I think the only way I can do it is by keeping 100 million because it's just like one, one out of seven, right? So if you have 700 million, keep 100 million, you're, you're giving six times the amount away. That's pretty respectable, I feel like. And, uh, with that hundred million, you can satisfy your own fucking. Oh, this is my money. I'm gonna blow it around. And then with this six hundred million, you can satisfy the uh, the good natured part of you that wants to see you know the world change and all that shit. So you gotta. I don't know. I feel like you just have to be realistic. But at the same time, it feels wrong because I really feel like you sh- like that's greedy as shit to ask for a hundred million bucks. You know. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the where how to. I don't know what the rules well, I'm are. I'm not asking for it. Know? I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you're new money, dude. You're new money. You don't yeah. know the rules. You're right. I wasn't I'm definitely to going to at least one, like, uh, eyes wide shut party, for sure. Like, at least one. Like, just to see what it's all about. Like, I'm definitely, like, I'm definitely at least going to, like, the Illuminati orientation, you know? Oh, I mean? like, for I'm sure. At least, like, I mean, you went to the Scientology orientation, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me about Xenu. Oh. <laughs> He could cure my back. My back feels so good already. Wow. And he's going to make it better. Oh, okay. So you're just trying to get me to believe this shit. Well, I heard something where Tom Cruise, I think it was when he was talking to Oprah, I heard this old interview with him where he's talking about like, yeah, you know, uh, Scientology, one of, one of the things is it, it, it gives you powers to cure certain diseases. Or no, he's talking to Barbara Walters. And they, they, they do, one of the things in Scientology is they say, like, you know, if you get to a certain level, you ha- you gain the power to sort of remove, like, oh, man, I'm not congested anymore. Like, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's like, when was the last time you were sick? And he was like, I couldn't even tell you, Barbara. It's been oh so long God. since I found Scientology. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, I dude. mean, I did I ever tell you about the time I went with a friend of mine? No, that's to go what get I just our said. I said you went to the Scientology or orientation. You said like I, I'll go to the fucking uh, whatever orientation. What we were just talking about. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because you went to the Scientology one. Oh, sorry, it was cutting out a little bit. My, my oh, apologies. Skype. We'll blame it on Skype. Uh, fucking Skype, dude. Hey, hey, get ready for a hundred million dollars. Head your way, Skype. We're fixing this shit. We're fixing I'm getting this the best shit. internet alive. I'm opening <laughs> all the tabs, dude. I'm just gonna download <laughs> fucking Pornhub into my brain or something. You know, whatever. I'll just satisfy it for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, but don't watch porn, grandkids. Seriously, it's bad for you. Just but watch, uh, it, watch it with your uh, your yeah, girlfriend man, or your uh, boyfriend. Yeah, or like, you know, whatever other things are around at that point, you know, whatever, you know, one of your synth friends or your, uh, your you know, oh, the God. aliens that come when we make first contact. When we yeah, make and they got those contact. forked penises. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to make first contact, you know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> I'm going to make second nice. and third and fourth contact too, dude. Oh, Fucking nice. dude, she has a tail, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, so to, yeah, quick uh, sidebar. My fucking one of my old roommates, right? We're watching what was that Star Trek? And there's like some alien creature that has a tail, it runs by, 
And this motherfucker goes, oh, dude, she has a tail. I would marry her. <laughs> it's like, what? That was the first thing he ever said to me, I'm pretty sure. What the fuck does that even mean? And I was like, this is going to be an oh. interesting uh, friendship, <laughs> question mark? I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> But dude, let me let me tell you about the time I went to go get my Scientology thing done because it was fucking weird. Your so audit? I went with my, yeah, it was an it was an audit basically. It really was an audit, and we went. It, it was a weird thing. I saw my friend; she was in college, and like we, she came back for uh, winter break or something. And we were like, "Oh, you want to hang out? Yeah, sure, let's hang out." So we're walking around, and this guy's handing out pamphlets for the Scientology Church in Philadelphia, and I was like, "No way! I didn't even fucking know there was one of these things here." You want to go? He's like, free readings. I'm like, yeah, free. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just <laughs> do some weird free? shit. <laughs> Fucking yeah, let's go. So we go to the Scientology church and we're like, it's dude, it's so weird. It's the weirdest. The, guys, if, grandkids, if you want to check it out, it's right by Chinatown and it is the cleanest building in Chinatown for sure. That's for hilarious. fucking sure. You They're go all in Scientologists in the future. So our grandkids oh, all, are Scientologists. All the Chinamen. All the, all the Chinamen. <laughs> Uh, but you go into this building and, uh, it's dude, it's all white, all clean. Um, you know, everything is just pristine in there. They got these glass cases with the books that L. Ron Hubbard wrote and, oh, oh my God. And they have you sit on this couch and read some material and then they're like, okay, we'll be right with you guys. And then they take you and they separate you into separate fucking rooms. That's weird. Weird. First of all. I mean, I guess maybe maybe you could say like, oh, they're doing the test, so they got to separate you. But I was uncomfortable with it because they gave us they gave us like dudes who I think that they thought were gonna like appeal to us, you know? Like one of mine was an older man, and then she had like this woman, and uh, they they take us in the room, and the guy starts like telling us about L. L. Ron Hubbard, and oh, what do you know about L. Ron Hubbard? Did you know he was an adventurer? Did you know he was a ph- philanthropist who? Who traveled around the world? He's basically a boy Indiana Jones. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard, he was wonderful. And I'm like, all right, okay, uh, but I already know about the Xenu shit, so I'm just gonna play it cool and just see if this motherfucker tells me any of that psycho <laughs> yeah. shit. Um, yeah. You can try and start- sell me on this, but uh, I already know about the Xenu shit, so I'm, <laughs> I'm already out. Yeah, I was already out to begin with, but honestly. He he did a good job. He was he was sort of bringing me around towards the end where I was like, you know what? Maybe there is something to this. Zenu sounds like a great dude. I mean, not Zenu. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard. But they 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 make you answer this like fifty question questionnaire, mm-hmm. and <laughs> then they print out this chart at the end, and mine just said that I was like helplessly depressed, like like oh, basically shit. like suicidal. You know, like, and he was like. Well, you know, uh, the Scientology classes on this and this date could really bring these levels up for you, whatever. Mm. My friend apparently had the same <laughs> exact, like, not 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 point by point, but the same exact strategy of like, oh, no, you seem really unfulfilled. I think you need a little, I think you need a little Xenu in your life, dude. I think you need a little Xenu on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. I think Xenu's the bad guy, though, isn't he? He's like the devil. I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know why Z- you're asking me, dog. Fuck that shit. That's not a real religion. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And he was a science fiction writer. I was like, I, I know everybody knows that, but I was like, really? You're going to, that's your pitch? Like, he wrote all these crazy books, and then he wrote this one that he was like, no, guys, this one's serious. Yeah, this no, one's this for one's real. for real. <laughs> it was bizarre, man. But then we went home and watched the free DVDs they gave us, and <laughs> How was that? And they, I mean, they were all pretty 
cool, man. They all did a pretty good job of like, oh, this seems like it just it just seems like a normal religion from the I think the base material that they give you. I think probably as you go up in the levels, they start being like, yeah. So uh, what's your opinion on UFOs? Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, like, yeah. What's, That's uh... what I've heard that at first it's like it's just about like bettering yourself and, you know, trying to improve things that you're feeling shitty about and just trying to be happier in your life. And then as soon as that starts to work, they start to, like, creep the uh, the, the deep information in, you know, the so like, uh, secrets. You ever heard of hollow earth theory? Uh, what, what do you know about that? Is, uh, are they into that? No, I don't know. I have no oh, idea. Dude, that shit is so fucking bizarre to me. No, I think their thing is there was a guy named Xenu who was this evil alien who, like, killed a whole bunch of other aliens. He threw them into a volcano on Earth, and their souls came out and inhabited the bodies of early man. So we all have half of, like, this alien spirit in us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just got to... I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do something, man. You got to appease them, maybe? Yeah, leave them some cookies out at night. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. That shit's bizarre. Any any uh, any updates from you as far as as far as religion goes? You want to talk about the self, bro? Since we're talking about the Xenu shit. Since we're talking about video games. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, any updates? Uh, basically, at this point, nah, man. I'm just trying to meditate more, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe a lot of the shit. Like, I I see some shit that's going on. Like, for example, the biggest thing right now that I I'm realizing I have to deal with is that I'm really attached to my breathing. Like, I like all throughout the day i'm like trying to like well how do i how is this too fast like should i be trying to take deeper breaths like is all right is the air is at the top of my chest should it be in my belly like what and i've constantly all day i'm thinking about like how to breathe how i should be breathing that kind of shit so that's what i've been uh looking at uh recently and just trying to be more aware of the other thoughts and shit that's going on you know yeah because uh that's going to get in the way. It gets in the way when I sit down to meditate, especially because then it, I, you know, you're supposed to be conscious of your breath. But if you're, I, I keep getting like lost in doing something with my, like breathe. I, I keep thinking like, oh, I need to breathe this, this way or that kind of way. And, and I need to do this and that when really I, the goal should be to just kind of let my body breathe and then see what happens based on that. You know, I think that's more the idea. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm always uh thinking about this shit. How about you? Any any new updates? None here, man. Honestly, I I've been uh, I've been thinking about um, I've been sort of letting the religious stuff go or the spiritual stuff go for the time being because I'm I'm focusing on more of the like the earthly things that I need to get done. You know what I mean? Like some of the, I have some tasks at hand in order to get my life in order as it were, were that I, I'm, I'm sort of like, let me just focus on these things now. Uh, I'm, and I feel like I'm chipping away at them too, in a, in a cool way. Like, I don't know, f- for example, uh, I've been doing more open mics recently. I've been trying to be more serious about stand up comedy. And, uh, the, my, my big, my big issue is that I'm just terrified of strangers or I've always been my whole life. Like I have this anxiety about being the new kid, essentially, when I'm in a room full of people that everybody knows each other and I'm the only one, the oddball out, it's so hard for me to just even stay in that situation. You know what I mean? Like where I'm just like, oh God, like this is just, oh, this is just the worst. But I, I've been realizing again, you know, it, it's 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 like you, you sort of 
fall asleep and then wake up to these things again where you just realize like, no, you know what? If I'm nice to people, there's no real reason to worry about anything because if you're nice and respectful to people, people will be nice and respectful back to you. And if you meet somebody who's like weird and antisocial and does some like weird fucking rude shit, you know, I, cause I, I've met some people who there, there was a person I, I met, um, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a person I met who was, uh, really, uh, aggressively unhappy to the point where it kind of like took the wind out of my sails a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's not on me. None of that's yeah. on me. And I can't control that. And the only thing that I can do to respond to that sort of stuff is to just sort of be like, Hey man, the world's not so bad. Or like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you, baby. Yeah. I'm just going to be nice. Well, if you don't mind, if I jump in here, I was thinking earlier when we were talking <clears throat> about a uh, fallout. Well, actually what I meant to say about what you just said is that you basically just described the basis for religion. And I don't mean spirituality. I mean, religion. The basis of religion is that if you do good things to other people, good things will happen to you, essentially. And these are the every religion tries to address like these are the good things that you should try to do um, as a practice so that when you go out into the real world, just by habit, you're already in, you know, you're thinking good thoughts and doing good things and being polite and all that shit because you've, you've been practicing, essentially, or, or at least preparing in some kind of a way. Um, so I think. I don't know. The reason why I think we have so much weird social shit is because we don't have the unity of culture and religion or society and religion that we used to have where it used to be like, oh, we do things this way because it's that's what the religious people tell us to do and we trust them and our society is based on their calendar and their advice and guidance and that kind of thing. And now it's kind of disjointed where that that isn't even close to being the case anymore and i feel like a lot of there's been a lot of angst in the human culture because we're missing that thing that unifies all of us we're coming back around on it slowly 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 i think but uh anyway i meant to say is or what i the point being is that what you said i think is just the basis for every religion like if you do good things if if you constantly act in a you know, quote unquote, righteous, appropriate way, you always do what, it, you know, you think is the best thing in every moment, then you really have nothing to be afraid of. Because if you have the confidence that you, I literally am doing the best that I can every moment that I'm awake and doing something, then, you know, if something goes wrong, it's not your fault. You were doing the best you can the whole time, you know, that who, who can blame and, you And you all, I think, and I think for me and, and me specifically, at least as far as like going to open mics and stuff, talking to listen comedians are very nice people they are they are we're i think we're all a little damaged in the sense that we're sort of like on edge about meeting new people i think that's probably pretty common amongst comedians i don't think i'm necessarily like a special flower here that's some crazy outlier because i you know but but for the most part everybody's really nice and if you're if you're nice to them you'll just you'll just realize like oh i'm just surrounded by wonderful people mm-hmm. these are just great guys these are just great people to talk to and, you know, I'm happy to be here and it, it, it adds a new dynamic, at least for com- as far as comedy goes for me, where it's it's stand. I still love doing stand up, but I, I now I also have this thing where I love seeing these people yeah. and it's it's like a new social circle, I suppose, or activity where I'm just like, you know what? This is awesome because even if even if stand up is just, you know, it's just it's it's just a thing there 
almost like as an excuse for me to hang out with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally hear that. And, it's and awesome. it gives you almost another another like positive reason to go do comedy anyway. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with the guys and do comedy or whatever, you know. And then you're out doing comedy, and it, that's like a reinforcing loop, you know. You're hanging out with friends, doing comedy. Hanging out with friends, doing comedy. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. So I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling good these days. Feeling good. Ba-da. Like I haven't had I haven't Ba-da. had any like trippy, you know. Uh, ethereal fucking any, visions no mystical visions lately <laughs> no mystical visions lately but i've i've been i've been very much in samsara but almost like killing it in samsara for the like, yeah. like the first time in a long while yeah, that's the other thing i meant to address too is that there's this funny thing i think uh you know spirituality the the idea of the spirit is that it's like it essentially encompasses everything in your life every not just in your life either, but, you know, whatever that means. But it, it encompasses everything about your being. So you doing, quote-unquote, worldly shit is just as spiritual as, you know, doing religious shit, you know? It can be or it, it should be considered as much because it's, it's all just, you know, shit happening. And the, at the, you know, if you want to call it... I, I really have trouble using words because I don't necessarily like the words that are used to describe some of these experiences or, and, and things like that because it sounds all fucking hippie and fucking gaga goo goo. But it's it's all based in really kind of gr- fundamentally grounded shit that you can actually experience. Like, for example, uh, in the book Raja Yoga by Swami Vivekananda, he basically says Raja Yoga is the science of having religious experiences you know so if you want to have religious experiences practice yoga and you'll start to see these things that are like oh okay oh okay i see what you're talking about like i see what you're saying now and uh yeah i don't know how did i get on that the fuck was i talking about you're talking about the words that describe these things and and sort of like doing things in your regular life is just as spiritual as doing the spiritual things depending on maybe depending on how you look at it as well you know it, it it's uh I think that th- there is something to the fact that like everything you do in your life is is can be spiritual and maybe it is regardless of whether or not you are uh aware of the fact that you're doing like spiritual work essentially but um do you think that being aware of it has any makes any difference or, or does it make a difference? Uh I don't think it makes a difference cuz I think what's going to happen is going to happen anyway and it is all spiritual work because essentially you are as a being, you're this thing that is, I mean, as far as your material body goes, you know, your body, your guts and your brain and your lungs and all that shit. It it started when it was, when you were born, essentially, you know, as far as Seamus Millar is concerned. And it's, it's just been playing itself out. And now we're at this moment in your life and your, um, your thoughts and everything are are a part of this nature thing. Like every thought you've ever had is just it's just nature playing itself out. It's you're not actually you know creating these thoughts or anything like that because you think you're a human being like, "Oh, I'm thinking, I'm doing something." But it's like, "No, you've just you're like a very 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 complex chemical reaction that's just playing itself out based on the the environment that it's in and the the situ- or the the situation that it was born into essentially, you know, the genes that you have and all that shit. So where your awareness is uh, has nothing to do with you because it's outside of your control. Uh, what, because what you actually are is the whole thing. 
you know what I mean? You're actually, uh, see, this is where the, the, the words break down. And that's why I think throughout all these generations, you've had people like Jesus, you know, Buddha, uh, oh, love and peace and compassion and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. And you should meditate and blah, blah, blah. And in the spirit and the soul and the heart. And that's it's just the best the best way that you can come up with it, because these these ideas don't really have words. But you can consider all the shit that you're doing in a day in, every day that you considered. Like, let's say I have a job. I work nine to five or eight to four every day. All that is just nature playing itself out. And my spiritual role is to just watch this this nature unfold and to try not to get attached to the nature part of it unfolding, the part that I don't actually have control over. Or I don't, you know, whether or not you have control over anything is something I really have deep, <laughs> deep conundrums about. But uh, if the idea is to not be attached to what, to the thing that is doing something. So yes, you're still going to be doing worldly shit. And you're going to have the experience of like, I got a job, I'm paying my bills and things like that. But the spiritual work is you getting a job and paying your bills and shit. It's just, if you're a human, it seems like, you know, you're quote unquote getting a job. Like, what does that actually mean? You met somebody, uh, you had a contact somehow, you filled out an application, they chose you, you know, somebody else got sick who was actually ahead of you, so you snuck your way in. You know, there's so many variables involved with all of these things that we sum up in these nice little phrases. Like, I, I'm getting a job, like I got a job, right? And that's like a worldly thing. But getting a job is just this process of nature unfolding where it started with you as a human being conceptualizing your environment and being like, oh, well, you know, I can I need access to resources. And in this culture that I'm in, uh, the way to do that is to get a to get a job, you know, employment or whatever. And then you had to follow some steps. But all that is a kind of a. It's all just nature unfolding itself. That's all just chemical reactions essentially playing itself out. And what you actually are. If if you don't, you know, if if you consider the fact that you're a human being, for example, to be a detail about you and to not define you, then you can say that uh, you you know part of your qualities is that you're a human being. Like, right? Some of your qualities are that you're funny, right, Seamus Millar? But what you actually are, oh, if you. you weren't mm -hmm. funny <laughs> and you weren't you know, you didn't know that you were a human being, you didn't know your name, and you didn't know anything, and you had no thoughts about anything at all, what would you be, you know? You would just be, you would be something that is there that doesn't even know it's there, right? But it's just, it's there, and it's aware of what's going on. And that's the idea, I think, of spiritual work. And it's very, it's it's so grounded in, like, it's so basically... <laughs> human i want to say or basically it's nature you know almost in in a sense uh i don't know how to describe it but it's like it's so simple <clears throat> that it's kind of boggling that we have to create these religions and we have to convince people and persuade them and blah 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 to to do it because it's so so simple when you really i think start to realize what what these people are actually saying right so like krishna for example like bhagavad gita is the prime example um, karma yoga, the idea is that you stop identifying with the, you know, you, everyone has this idea that, oh, I'm Adam George. I go to work. I'm doing things. Oh, I got to go do that. Oh, man, I don't want to do that. You know, maybe I should just do something else or how do I get out of it? That kind of thing. 
but you're not even the person who's doing anything. When you when you say I'm gonna go uh, t- uh, put some toast in the toaster, the 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 person that gets up and puts the toast in the toaster is just nature playing itself out. You don't actually have you you don't actually have control over that. So don't attach yourself to that. Don't think I am the person who is walking and putting the toast in there. You know, find out who you actually are first. You know what how your consciousness actually works, and then you can say. I am the person putting the toast in the toaster because you actually understand what that means. I think people don't understand, you know, who they actually are. Like, if you really think about it, like, who you're so used to listening to this voice in your head that says, like, oh, I'm going to do this and I need to do that before I do that. And before I uh, put the mail in, I got to get stamps and blah, 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 blah. But you don't stop to think, like, are you actually that person who keeps referring to themselves as I, you know, this little voice in your head? Because if that stops and you don't hear that voice, then what? Who are you then, you know, if you don't talk to yourself? Anyway, that's that's the basic gist of it. So I don't think that you can – I don't think you uh, – I'm trying to answer your question, but it's like it's kind of a weird thing because every event that's going to happen to you is, is already predetermined. And uh, But there's also this experience of you being like – oh, well, I'm going to do this type of activity and that type of activity because you're a human being. But really, any activity done by a human being is just nature playing itself out. You don't have control over it anyway. Dude, this lottery better play itself out in the right <laughs> way. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. I hope I'm not... I hope I'm... I hope, I hope, I hope that I am alternate universe Seamus that wins the fucking lottery. Wouldn't That's be alternate, bro. I know Wouldn't be alternate. Motherfuckers. Well, he's out there. He's alternate to somebody. Damn, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids. We got a lot of questions on the table for you to answer. Like, who am I? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know when you figure it out. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, when you really think you, if you really think you figured it out, let, let us know because I'm curious. I believe in uh, some very mystical shit, and I'd I'd be grateful if somebody could prove me wrong. Because if I'm wrong about this shit, I'm wasting a lot of time. Somebody, <laughs> somebody just leaves an iTunes review that like instantly enlightens yeah. us. You're like, oh shit, <sighs> I see the end of time. They gave us five stars. Uh, yeah, man, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or any other place that you happen to find our podcast. Um, we got a Facebook. We got Twitters, mm-hmm. Convo for Grandkids. Check it out, man. Check it out. Check it out. And happy motherfucking Oh, yeah, New happy Year. New Year. It's 2016. How about that? Woo! Never We're all day. taking our shirts off. <laughs> Are we? I'm taking my shirt <laughs> off. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. I feel better. I feel better. Gold hair underwater shimmers like the sun. Laughter runs so freely like a river on the run Cause I know what you are thinking And I see that we are drinking again Till the rapid sucks me under And I see that I am drowning the end Cause I know what you are thinking And I see that we are drinking again Again, again Make from my dreams Seems so lovely Thinking of blue skies With a ceiling above me Cause I know what you are thinking And I see that we are drinking again 
Till the breath won't leave my lips My heart is frozen and my fingers won't bend Cause I know what you are thinking And I see that we are drinking again Sink or swim inside my mind And I would try to find the time To change my view It's hard to come home It's hard to be home When I feel alone inside I hide If I look and find a lifeline To keep me alive Well I know that it's not for me Turns to black, I feel lack of air inside my lungs. Cause I know what you are thinking, and I see that we are drinking again. Like a savior to my soul, I know that it is time for us to begin. Cause I know what you are thinking, and I see that we are drinking again. told you it'd sink or swim inside my mind And I will try to find the time to change my view It's hard to come home, it's hard to be home When I feel alone inside I hide If I look and find a lifeline to keep me 